Welcome to Crack the Customer Code, where your hosts, Jeannie and Adam, unlock the secrets to keeping your customers happy and coming back for more. Jeannie, I called this meeting today because there's a few things you and I need to get clarity on. Wow, we're going to do this in front of everybody? In front of everyone. I think, you know, (laughs) this is the age of uh, fake transparency, and we're going to be fake transparent. Let's do it. (laughs) I don't know where you're going with this, so I'm a little nervous. (laughs) I had no other intro for the word clarity. That's all I could come up with on the spot. Roll with it, Jeannie. The first rule of improv is always say yes. Yes, and. Uh, Yes, and. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Clarity is more important than we think. And I really walked away from this interview with Steve Woodruff as someone with a list of to-dos about my own clarity. (laughs) So what does that tell you about my state of mind? (laughs) Uh, I'm clear that I shouldn't comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's an interesting topic because we don't really talk about it, but it has everything to do with both business success and the success of our customers. And so why don't we talk about this more? That's kind of what I kept thinking um, in general terms, not just in, you know, what we've talked about here before with knowing where you're going and things like that, but really in understanding who we are and what we deliver and how to articulate that so others can articulate that for us. Well, exactly. I mean, Steve actually comes at this topic through the lens of referrals. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about other things besides referrals in the interview, but the uh, the book that we're talking about actually is about referrals and that it's that idea of you have to be clear about yourself and what you do and what you offer and what value, et cetera, first before others can be clear and refer you. There it is. So Boom. I think he, he talks about this in in you know terms with more clarity than you and I do. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we should probably get to it. What do you think? Let's do it. <laughs> well, Steve Woodruff is known as the king of clarity. In a world full of noise and distraction, Steve helps businesses craft a message so clear that they can be heard, remembered, and referred. In over 30 years of business experience, he has consulted with companies ranging from solo startups to top five pharma. His new book, Clarity Wins, came out in 2018. Steve, we're so thrilled that you could join us today. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Well, so great to have you. And I want to jump right into your book. It is called Clarity Wins. And I love the subtitle, which is Get Heard, Get Referred. And what I like about that is there just seems to be very few books written about referrals. You know, there's all kinds of books on sales, marketing, social media, all that good stuff. Why do you feel so strongly about referrals and so strongly that you wrote an entire book on the topic? Well, you know, whenever I ask the question in front of a group, uh, what is the best way to get new business? Everybody knows that the answer is referrals. And yet we tend to not put any emphasis on how do we activate referrals? How do we make referrals happen? We put all this emphasis on marketing and advertising and social media and all this stuff. But what about referrals? So uh, the topic of clarity goes much deeper than referrals. It's really all about the strategic approach and direction and messaging of the company. But if you look at one tangible end result, that comes from having a clear message, it's getting referrals. Because if I can plant a clear, memorable message in your mind and you 
a week later talk to somebody and they say, oh man, we're having trouble with our focus and, and our, our message stinks and our website's awful. And you think, ah, the king of clarity, that's who you need to talk to. <laughs> then I win. Totally. I love it. I love it. And obviously, before you get referred, people have to find you. They have to hear about you. And I think we can all agree that today's world is pretty noisy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to put it, to put it politely. (laughs) And so how bad is that noise problem in the marketplace? And, and how does this help us kind of overcome that obstacle? Well, the good news is that it's really horrible. The bad news is it's getting (laughs) exponentially worse. So awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, That's it for crack the customer code today. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So four or five years ago, Mark uh, Schaefer wrote this blog post on content shock and it was Mm -hmm. showing the exponential growth of stuff, digital stuff. Uh, And there is simply no way to process all this information that is exploding all around us, both digital and otherwise. And, but the amount of time that people are spending in front of screens, interacting with screens, uh, the amount of distraction, uh, it's just continuing to grow. But what doesn't grow is attention, human attention. So somehow we've got to find a way to gain and hold human attention in the world of a whole lot of much more interesting stimulation that surrounds us 24-7. How do we do that? And that's why I wrote the book, because I think the key to that is having such a clear and compelling message that you stand out from all that noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark's been on our show, actually, so we'll we'll be sure to put that episode in there because we talked about that specifically around content shock and all that means, um, because it, it, can, it feels overwhelming. And I wonder, I wonder, Steve, if part of the challenge is that we kind of get overwhelmed by our own stuff. <laughs> Is that like when I think about clarity for me, I know I trip over myself sometimes because I'm like, but, but I also do this and there's also this and that. And so how does kind of somebody like me who I think fits the description or the persona profile of many an entrepreneur, right? Like we have tons of ideas. We love to try new things. And how do we really focus in on the clarity for our own message? Well, I uh, I tend to use a lot of analogies and word pictures because I think that's one of the most effective ways to get a point across. Um, so uh, if you ever go to a distillery that's making whiskey, you see these huge, huge tubs of mash, and that's all the raw ingredients of the whiskey. Um now, everything's there, just like we have everything in our own heads and all the different things we could do, might do, have done. But it's really not very good to drink until it's really distilled <laughs> way, way down, finished, refined. And what clarity is, is taking the mass of information that's in our own heads and bringing it down to a fine point, bringing it down to something so quick and simple that we can say it and people can. Uh, grasp it very simply. That sounds like it's easy, but it's incredibly hard. And most Mm -hmm. of the time we need outside help for somebody else to help us sort our stuff out because you can't read the label of the jar you're in. And uh, so we get lost in our own forest, our own trees, 
uh, I have a business coach that helps me stay on track because I can fix everybody else's clarity problem, but I get myself all wound up around the axle myself <laughs> because I've got too many ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the whiskey distillery example. Um, if you, if you make one tweak to that with bourbon, <laughs> you're speaking our language because yes. Adam and I came, came together for this podcast over bourbon. And I actually have done the distilleries in uh, Kentucky and they give you a sip of that mash. Yep. And uh, I can, I can attest you do not want it then. <laughs> no, it's not that attractive, you know, but the funny thing is that all the stuff is there. It's all in there. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and that's what I often say to people when I do a clarity session with a company or an individual, I, I'll sometimes take a box of M&Ms dump it all on the table. And here's this big mess of colors and shapes. And that's what the first two hours of the conversation is, is dumping all the information out. And then my job is to pick out the yellow ones and put them in order. So it's to find mm. the key things, the, the key differentiators, the strengths, the unique skills, the stuff that somehow makes you special. And then put that, pull that, distill that out, and then message it in a way that you can say, here's my niche, here's my sweet mm -hmm. spot, here's what I do best. And it's very difficult to do, but once you do it, it has this liberating capacity to help you know when to say no, because you've mm -hmm. learned what you can say yes to. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. You're you're reading my mind a little bit. Uh, my first blog post of this year was was the customer experience not to do list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all the things. Uh, yeah, that sort of Buffett five twenty five rule that people named and all that. Like that idea of really staying focused. And as entrepreneurs, it's obviously something we all struggle with. Uh, and certainly, I have. It, what, so here's a question. Once we get past that, once we get our row of yellow M&Ms, we've got them, they're isolated, we have them on the table, and then four seconds goes by and 74 dump trucks <laughs> of other M&Ms come and uh -uh. drop on top of them. Uh, and what I'm talking about is all the noise you mentioned, right? I always sort of go back to my roots as a third generation entrepreneur. I think about the small business, like how do you cut through the noise? Even once you're clear when you're the little folk <laughs> and you're competing with the big folk? Well, the key for me, and I, my heart is with small businesses and entrepreneurs and consultants, because that's what I am and, and that's where I think the future is. Um, and so uh, if you wanted to distill uh, my book down to uh, barrel strength proof, it's <laughs> learn, learn to define and love your pigeonhole. Uh, because the way the human mind works is we all get pigeonholed in people's minds, whether we like it or not. And many business people have a visceral negative reaction to pigeonholing. Oh, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to lose any opportunities. Actually, you want to lose a lot of opportunities, the wrong ones. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be pigeonholed in people's minds, then taking your message, making your niche clear and planting that in other people's minds means that they can help get you the right business so that you're not taking on the wrong fit, the wrong kind of work. And I think that's the key to winning as a small business is we've got to love our pigeonholes, let other people deal with the masses. We're not going to service seven and a half billion people, so we're always going to be niching down somewhere. What we have to define is the subset of the subset of the subset 
that's really our best customer. So the pigeonhole for me uh, and for any small company, I, I think comes down to five questions, the five elements of clarity. And I did a tremendous amount of R&D to arrive at that. Uh, R&D means ripoff and duplication. So uh, the, the questions that all journalists must answer for a story, you know, the who, the what, the why, the how. Mm-hmm. So every business has a what. Exactly what do we do? And it's not just, say, marketing. It has to be much more specific than that. And then we have ideal customers. So what's our for whom? What's Paint me a picture of the ideal bullseye customer that you want, because that's what I want to refer to you as a bullseye customer, not a generic one. Then there's the why. What's the business pain or hope that people feel on an emotional level that's going to make them open their wallet? Because that's what I want to sell to. I want to sell to the pain, not just uh, throw out some nice sounding bullet points. The how is what's our superpower? What's that unique strength offering skill that we have that makes us better than other potential competitors? And then finally, there's the where. Um, In what domain do we do our work? Are we a virtual company or local? Or do we work in a certain vertical market? Or are we regional, national? We have to define all that so that our strategic map is clear, our sales efforts are clear, And our referrals can be precise. If you, as a business or a consultant, can get those five elements clear, you've actually got the the capstone, the foundation of your entire direction and your GPS, and that keeps you from being distracted by all the other noise. Then you just have to put it in words that are human-ready that people can understand. So I love that as an entrepreneur and as a consultant and, you know, that really, really resonated with me because I know there are certain questions that I'm probably not answering well right now when I really ask myself that. But I guess one of the things I'm wondering is what does that clarity for a leader, for an organization, what does that do to help serve customers better? not just get them, not just get the referrals, but how does that help us serve our customers once they become customers with us? Well, a lot of it is setting expectations. So we've got to be able to say, you know, here is what we do. Here are uh, the borders of our work and here are the things that we don't do so that people don't expect us to be doing something outside of the scope of our work or the scope of our capabilities. Um, I have uh, done for many years a workshop on vendor and project management with some pharmaceutical clients. And one of the key parts of making a good experience, customer experience between uh, a client and a vendor or customer, is that you've got to have extremely clear expectations. And then you've got to have very well thought out, clear communications so that everybody understands it. My favorite negative example of real bad customer experience because of bad communication uh, is this news article that came out some years ago where some rich fellow bought this uh, beautiful chateau in France. Mm. And um, he was going to you know, do some stuff with it. It had a, it had a little junky shed in the back and, and he decided to hire a firm to knock down the shed. 
Well, the firm was from another country. They didn't really speak the language too well. Oh, no. Yeah, you know where this is going. (laughs) There was a a miscommunication, and uh, the customer experience was not so good because that firm knocked down the whole chateau. Oh. (laughs) And left the shed standing. Which is no the, yes, that's the best. That's the best part of it is you see all this rubble and there's this picture of the shed. Um, so, oh my gosh. as you know, most of our customer experiences that are bad are because of a lack of clear communications and because of we assume, as George Bernard Shaw says, that communication has taken place when it hasn't. Mm-hmm. So this is why mm-hmm. I advocate for human ready, simple language. We can't talk in jargon. We can't talk in acronyms. And we have to not assume that people know what we know. Uh, Steven Pinker of Harvard calls that the curse of knowledge. We have all this knowledge in our head. We assume everybody else has it. So we communicate um, incompletely and unclearly to them. And they walk away not knowing what we thought they knew. And then we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. <laughs> and, yeah, we talk a lot about expectations and how those set everything. And one of the things I always end up saying to organizations that I work with is, if we're going to uncover issues with the customer experience, I can guarantee one of them is communication. Always. Every time. Always. Every time. It's amazing how consistent that is. So that's a that's a great point. And, and what do you think... If somebody is looking, is listening right now and they're thinking about their own organization and their own communications and they're thinking, oh, I know we could do a better job with communication. Like it, part of me feels like I want to say to that person, hang on, get this part right first. Like get your clarity and your your core message down first. How do you get folks to really slow down before they speed up, as they say? <laughs> Well, uh, as I as I have told many people, I I think, and this this goes against my grain of saying, you know, not everybody is your customer. Uh, actually, I think every individual business organization really does need to have uh, a foundation of of clarity, but not everybody feels it. Not everybody's ready for it, and so uh, the people that I work with have two characteristics: they are hungry, and they're humble. Uh, mm-hmm. they're humble that somebody from, they want somebody from the outside to help them because they actually realize they can't read the label of the jar they're in. And they're hungry that they've, they've probably been burned. They've lost opportunities. They've lost customers. They've messed up. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets somebody ready to step back and say, okay, you know, I'm not doing anywhere near as well as I should. And it's because my collaborations are, are off. My communications are bad. My message isn't distinguished. I'm doing too many of the wrong things. Someone's got to feel that pain before they're ready to step back and say, we need to get our clarity straight. But the good thing is that once you've got those elements of clarity, that uh, cornerstone of clarity in place, it makes all the decisions, subsequent decisions, internally and externally, much easier because now we know where we're going instead of it mm-hmm. just being some reactive mode stuff. Right. It's uh, It can be a little hard to decide which road to travel down if you're trying to get to seven different cities at the same time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man, this is awesome. This is so 
You know, it's so powerful. I, I, I really believe that your, your message is so timely and so on point um, for today's time. I mean, it just, everything is more now. Just mm-hmm. everything is more complicated, more dense, more noisy. And I really think the people that are going to win and the organizations that are going to win are the ones that are able to maintain focus. So I think uh, if they need the help, they should call the king of clarity. So where, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> that's ever a segue. Perfect. Uh, where, Steve, can they find you? So I can be found at uh, claritifuel.com, F-U-E-L. That's my website. My book, Clarity Wins, is on Amazon, and I've made a, a short link to that called claritywins.org. That goes right to the Amazon page. And then I also provide on Facebook a page called King of Clarity, where I upload various videos and resources and blog posts for people that uh, like to devour their content on Facebook as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Steve. We really appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. Thanks for joining us and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I can't (laughs) stop. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Take care. You too. Well, I really got to thinking about how this applies to the customer experience. And I, I loved what Steve said about how, you know, you can't, you can't read the label of the jar that you're in. Um, because I think too often we're looking at things from that perspective of inside the jar and our customers are seeing it on the exact opposite. And if we don't know exactly what we're saying, then we're always going to be misaligned in our communications and our expectations. And so if we don't get this right, like that is our, we're pushing the boulder up the hill all the time, you know, like, because this is, this is step one. So I thought it was great. I, I'm really happy that he came on our show today. You know, and I think this is a theme that's just running through so um, many different threads right now. And a lot of other people we've talked to, or you know, they're doing it differently than Steve, but everybody's coming from a very similar, not everybody, but a lot of people come from a very similar place, which is, you know, what's the thing that makes you distinct, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Steve's talking about the clarity piece of that. And that's the point you just made, right, is understanding what the customers standing outside the jar see and what we want them to see. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be able to do that, we've got to go through a process ourselves of trying to get clarity and to create that understanding one and sort of two, I don't know, brand proposition, right? Right. That that establishes that clarity in the mind of our customers. And it sounds so easy. <laughs> and it's so not. It's so challenging to get it right. So it's one of those things you have to keep working on and be aware of and all those good things. So pretty cool stuff. So we hope you're clear on why you listen to us at here at Crack the Customer Code. How'd you like that, Adam? Was that, that was good? Fantabulous. <laughs> uh, and as you know, people find this show because of ratings and reviews from our listeners like you. So if you could take a minute and review us, we would so appreciate that. We need and to cut you- through that noise. We need to cut through that noise. Exactly. And if you are not yet a subscriber, then I encourage you to go ahead and click that button whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts, because you get our releases immediately and all sorts of our undying gratitude. And isn't that worth something? I think so. 
<laughs> and Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. We so appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Deport, and you can learn more about me, our customer service workshops and training, my keynote speaking, and other good customer service stuff at customersthatstick.com. Is stuff clear, Jeannie? You know what? It's clear enough for now. Okay. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.